The cast and guests of Inside IOST do not intend to convey investment or financial advice. Please do your own research before choosing to buy or sell any digital assets or cryptocurrencies. to the very first edition of Inside IOST. This is going to be a weekly show that delves into all the latest and greatest from the IOST blockchain protocol. We're talking about all the latest dApps, all the latest tech updates, and whatever other news might be happening in this space. I am here joined by my co-founders and the founding partners of the Leobi Node which, as of just yesterday, mm-hmm. has been elected. We're going to talk about that. We're going to get into all that and more. First of all, guys... What qualifies us to be sitting here and talking to our audience about this? I'm a developer. I've been a developer for years. I'm into blockchain protocols. I have a series on Medium called the Ethereum Challengers. I, I like Ethereum. I, uh, I'm involved in EOS. I've been at EOS hackathons, uh, writing EOS dApps. I'm excited about IOST. I think it has big potential in the uh, blockchain development space. And Pete, you actually wrote um, an Ethereum Challengers article that was all about uh, the IOST and how it relates to other things. We're going to dive into that as well on this episode. I'm excited to get into it. Pete K here. Uh, I don't think you mentioned your name, but that's fine. That's fine. We're also here with Mr. Josh Bryant. Josh, why don't you tell the folks out there a little bit about yourself? Hey, everybody. I'm Josh. I spent the last year in a blockchain startup. Loved it. Before that, I was in the corporate world for many years um, in innovation roles and as a product owner. So super excited to be starting up this node with my fellow founders here. Excellent. And my name is Evan Schindler. You might recognize me from such programs as the Roundtable, which covers all kinds of cryptocurrency happenings, news events, uh, a bunch of other scalable type protocols that are running dApps, Tron, EOS, um, pretty much whatever else is going on in the news. A bit about my background. I'm not sure if I've ever mentioned this on any videos before. I have worked basically in startups ever since I graduated from school. Uh, I was in a Series C funded startup that was actually funded by MasterCard that was all about payments and payments processing. From there, I started my own company that did QR payments with uh, POS terminals and things like that. And uh, through ICO Alert, where I met these two fine gentlemen, um, I was able to dive into the blockchain space. So now we've come a long way since then. It's been about a year that we've known each other. And um, IOST came along. Now, Pete, I want to dive into your Ethereum Challengers article. Sure, sure. Because we're, we're all here. We're going to talk about IOST on the show. It's going to be a weekly recurring thing. And um, after I read your article, you know, I was I was obviously more informed about it. Um, and so what what's, you know, walk me through the article and kind of what separates IOST from some of the other big name protocols that we're seeing out there right now. Sure. I've been talking about a lot of the protocols and one of the big emphases that all of these protocols have had, except for maybe Ethereum Classic, has been scalability, right? Because everyone knows that Ethereum is having some trouble with scalability. I think it's overstated a little bit. There's things you can do. But if you've sent an Ethereum transaction, you were just telling me the other day, Ethereum was taking what, like more than an hour to send? Yeah. uh, Because you didn't pay enough gas fees or whatever. And uh, that's because it's at double digits or even single digits sometimes, transactions per second. IOST claims up to 100,000 transactions per second right now. That's really not like the thing about IOST though, because they're all trying to do that. What really sets IOST apart is that they're beating most of the other protocols to the punch. We're not going to see Cardano out for a couple of years. EOS has launched and EOS is a major competitor. I'm actually involved with it. Uh, but IOST is is ready with 
$50 million or so of, of venture funding to put in a, uh, a diverse or diverse, a, uh, a versatile ve- uh, virtual machine that developers can hop on right now. They've been developing on. We're ready for main that launch February 25th. I- I'm excited because IOST is a scalable yet decentralized platform that is launching now. You're not going to buy into it and maybe see a DAP in two or three years. Uh, it's it's coming to the field. It's only the fourth protocol that uh, will run DAPs that's out there. We've seen Ethereum launch. We've seen EOS launch. We've seen Tron launch. And now there's IOST. And uh, it's ready to fight. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited about it. And if you're watching at home, I will put a link into Pete's Ethereum challengers in the description below. Definitely be sure to check out that uh, that article and all his other articles as well. It's a really informative batch that you've you've authored there, Pete. Oh, hey, thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> so one of the things uh, about IOST is that their founding team is from China, and it seems to be a really hot thing going on in China right now and in a lot of the other eastern countries, which as us as founders of the Leobi node, um, we are trying to really bridge that divide between the east and the west. And you see this with a, a lot of different blockchains and a lot of different dApps out there. Um, they'll get really popular in the east or they get really popular in the west. And there's a lot lost in translation there, which is understandable. Uh, I actually just spent my Chinese New Year in China with my wife and my wife's family. She's from uh, a small city called Juji, which is in the Zhejiang province. Um, and for you guys, I brought you back a little special treat All right. actually oh, no. from China. So uh, this right here is called Baijiu. And for anyone that has been to China or is familiar with China, they're laughing right now because um, this stuff's pretty potent. Now, my wife's mom is actually... Uh, I guess you could call her a moonshiner, for lack of a better term. And she mixes uh, some of her own home recipes together to make this baijiu. This particular kind she she mentioned to me was medicinal. Um, so it gets you drunk and it cures your your ailments at the same time. And I tested it quite a bit and it seemed to have worked. <laughs> so as, as sort of an homage to uh, the founders of IOST and, you know, Chinese culture, um, and kind of a, a celebration of the kickoff of our node and of this show. I'm going to pour you guys up some here. Uh, we're going to pour a small amount. Uh, and then we're going to do this live on the air. <clears throat> Resisting the urge to say kanpai because that would be inappropriate. Uh, what's what language is kunpai? I think it's Japanese. Yeah, so uh, gunbei is actually gunbei. So cheers, guys, to IOST, to the mainnet launching, to Leobi being um, elected as a node, and gunbei. Gunbei. What do you think? Strong. <laughs> it's close. Good. To, of of the common liquors over here, it's closest to tequila. Yes, yes, that's definitely it. And you know what's funny is, it's good. When my uh, wife like uh, first tried tequila, she said that that tasted like baijiu. So, huh. so yes, it does taste a lot like tequila. So anyway, moving right along. Now that my notes are completely soaked in <laughs> Chinese liquor, um, <laughs> I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the DApps that are out right now. Mm. Um, and of course, IOST is still running on ETH, but when mainnet launches, it's going to be interesting to see how they transition into the mainnet. Uh, Josh. You had talked earlier about both Berminal and DDEX, and 
Uh, Berminal, is, you're both familiar with. You both kind of use that on a daily basis, so I'll let you both go on that. And then DDEX, Josh, you specifically were very interested in how the IOST token is going to function within that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of both apps. Um, I've been using Berminal for a while. Um, I go in there every day just to get news on the crypto space. They have sort of their own commentary on it, and they just have headlines from across the industry. And I just scroll. I like the interface, how it moves, how I can quickly get access to new information. Um, and you can pick out specific coins that you're interested in and focus in on just those things. But I think it's a great news site. So I'm really happy that it's on this. Uh, it's going to be on the IOST blockchain. Um, DDEX, I found uh, when we were at ICO Alert, and I was looking for a, a DEX. And I found this one. And again, I, I really liked the interface. I thought it was very clean, very smooth, very easy to use. Um, the, the type of interface that will draw more people to it. Like, I think one of the reasons that, uh, Apple became popular over time is because the interface, you know, mm -hmm. the interface was really important to them. That's what people see. And I, I think it's a, a great interface to use. Uh, you can keep your crypto on your, uh, on your own device, you know, on your ledger or on your Trezor and plug it right in. And you're able to trade from your device without putting it out there on an exchange. Unfortunately, I tried it recently. I couldn't access it here from the U.S., so I think they may have cut off the U.S. for the time being, maybe for some regulations. Mm. Hopefully that'll change in the future. And I'm hoping that in future episodes of Inside OST that we'll get on, guys, from both Berminal and from DDEX. I'd love to talk with them more about you know their roadmap. I think they're, they're great apps. Excited about those and other um, dApps that will be coming in the future on the blockchain. One of the things about Berminal is that uh, it's also trying to build other apps, right? They're trying to build a whole content ecosystem. You've noticed the brief ad that they have for their maybe Vine replacement. It's like a short form video. That, yeah. um, because Vine, they're bringing Vine back from the dead, right? You know, <laughs> uh, rest in peace. Uh, and it's going to use the Berm token. So I think they have plans to build a whole content ecosystem, which is something that we know is one of those use cases we all want uh, for blockchain is uh, more decentralized censorship-free content. Uh, excited about that. Yep. Yeah, and I, I got to say, Josh, I strongly agree with you that when you use a product and it has that smooth interface, that really is the thing that kind of catches your attention and keeps you coming back. So it's super important to see that, and it's something that we're starting to see more and more with you know, the, the Trons and the EOSs and hopefully with IOST. Um, again, it's going to be interesting to see how these dApps transition from the ERC-20 token-based model. Well, I guess with Berminal, really, that's the only one that's that's using that now um, into the mainnet IOST. And as Inside IOST goes on, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna definitely get some of those DAP developers on the show. Uh, try and interact with some of the other nodes. I know that just off the top of my head, I saw that there's a node running out of Harvard University. So mm -hmm. uh, my wife's in Boston all the time. Her company's based out of Boston. So I'll be interested to. Uh, see if I can get a hold of those guys or those cool. guys and gals and check out what they're doing because uh, that's an interesting little little project going on. So moving no. along here, um, I wanted to also talk about how voting is working. Uh, Pete, you did a little uh, intro video on how to actually vote. Right, right. Um, but there was a little bit of uh, some questions because there's actually rewards for voting. Mm -hmm. And um, you get your reward based on when the the node actually produces a block right and it's not like eos this is why iost claims to be more decentralized than eos and of course we'll see how that works out in practice but in eos the top 21 nodes produce blocks mm -hmm. the others don't the others may get rewards but they don't produce on iost if you're elected 
you produce a block. There are 72 elected nodes right now, which means there are 72 block producers. They produce blocks, you know, randomly in proportion to the amount of votes they have. Uh, so all the nodes get rewards and all those rewards get 50% shared with the voters. If you vote for Leobi as an IOST node, right, the node gets rewards to support things like the node and the podcast and the interviews and our developer outreach program and DAP development and other things we'll be doing here at Leobi. But that's half of the rewards. The other half go to the good people who voted for the Leobi node. That applies no matter what node you vote for. And it works out to the rewards being the same. Because if you vote for a node that has more votes, yeah, they get picked more often to get that reward, but there are more voters for them. So it balances out completely. You can vote for the node in 72nd place as long as they're elected, and you'll still get the same rewards on average as if you voted for the number one place. So it's almost like a... You were going to take that. No, I think that's, (laughs) that's a really important point. And something I really like about this ecosystem is a lot of these DPoS blockchains I've seen in the past, they really put an incentive to vote on the largest nodes. So the rich get richer, right? But with this system, it doesn't really matter which node you vote for, you're going to get the same reward. So you have an incentive to vote for nodes that are working for you, right? That are producing content that that you enjoy, that are building dApps that you like. So the incentive is to vote for people who are contributing to the ecosystem, which I think is where the incentive should be. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be kind of a a matter of preference, I guess. If you want to vote for those nodes that are higher up, you probably get rewards more often, but they're going to be smaller. Whereas you, if you vote for those niche nodes that are maybe scrounging right near the bottom, right at the cutoff, kind of like Leobi is for now, won't be for long, <laughs> um, you'll, you'll get bigger rewards, but they'll be spread out a bit more. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how that plays out. Interesting to see also how the nodes um, come up with strategies to re- like extra incentivize the people that are voting for them. And um, I mean, hey, it's going to be it's going to be kind of a, a new experience because EOS was very explicit about not doing that. Is that correct when they well, launched? The current ethos, I'm disclosure, I guess. I'm also on the Everything EOS podcast. I, I think that multiple platforms can win, right? I mean, we've got Windows and, and Linux and uh, Mac OS, to use an analogy, running, mm-hmm. right? And they're still running and they're finding new venues. Like Linux has found the Android phones. Yeah. It's now running on that. It's good competition. Yeah, yeah, right? So, um, and and they all, will all learn from each other in this ecosystem, especially with things being open source. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I'm on everything else. And uh, what you said is true, that uh, there's kind of an ethos here in the United States that block producers should not incentivize voters. They shouldn't give them kickbacks or benefits. That's kind of changing because China, Chinese nodes have such a big part to play now in the ecosystem and they're less uh, hesitant about rewarding voters. So I think soon on EOS, yeah, we'll see that. But on iOS T, it's outright encouraged, right? Right. 50% of votes. If you vote for good content, we'll reward you. If you vote for good dApps, you'll get rewarded. The voters get rewarded, not just the block producers. Yeah, it's going to be, it's, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, just as a reminder, when does the mainnet drop? What is the date? February 25th. February 25th. Yeah. So that's coming up fairly soon. Which means if you want to get in on the rewards, the early bird rewards for voting, you've got to do it soon. Right. Yes. And uh, the rewards accumulate daily. So once you lock in your votes, then you actually accumulate more IOST, depending on how many you've how many votes you've cast. Your tokens do get locked up for a certain period. I think it's until March 10th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing and the thing that when I first heard about IOST that I liked that they did um, was that not only is 
not only is it voting for uh, a BP or a node like it was with EOS, but it's also the way to swap over to mainnet, which was when the EOS blockchain launched, we were all worried about the swap. Everybody had to make sure that they got the swap right, but the voting kind of came secondary. It was like, I don't really care. I just want to make sure I have my tokens. You know? <laughs> well, remember that thing? The mainnet couldn't even launch until 15% of tokens had voted. Right, right. Or the blocks couldn't start. Um, that's not a concern. In fact, we've already had more than 10% of the supply vote because they've opened up this early bird voting on IOST. So we're going to start mainnet with voting already in place and votes already in place. Yeah, I, I like the way they did it. It's going to be a nice, hopefully smooth transition uh, over to the mainnet. We'll, we'll, well there we'll always to find be, out. There will always be things that, you know, come up that, that we don't expect. And just don't panic, right? EOS is running fine. But if you remember back in June, there was FUD to the sky <laughs> out in the news media. Like EOS has failed. It's a catastrophe. You know, I mean, they had some bugs to work out, you know, and they think they still do. IOST might run into a thing or two. We need to be patient. Yeah. Super as, common with new technology too, right. right? Like you get that innovation trigger. And when I was in the corporate world, we were always doing, had Gartner research in there. We talked about the Gartner hype cycle, right? Mm-hmm. So you get that innovation trigger. Things go to the very top of sort of inflated expectations, right? And I think about late 2017, early 2018, at the very top of the bubble. And then the crash, right? And then it comes down into the trough of disillusionment where everybody's like, oh, this is never going to work, right? I don't see how this <laughs> is going to happen. But then over time, you get that slope of enlightenment, right? And I think that that's where we're headed here, you know, that slope of enlightenment where the better projects are going to succeed and show their value until you get up to that pl- plateau of productivity, as Gardner would call it. I think that's what we should have called the show, Josh. <laughs> the plateau of productivity? No, the slope, slope of, of enlightenment. enlightenment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe we should. Yeah, it's the slope of enlightenment. Welcome back to Inside IOST, the slope, slope of, of enlightenment. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I guess just one more little note here. Uh, we wanted to talk about, you know, uh, this is uh, this is apparent with really anything in life, anytime you're doing anything financially, just to be careful of scams out there. Mm-hmm. Pete, you mentioned specifically there's a Telegram group out there that's yeah. not legit, that has a bunch of members in it. Oh, well, the uh, legit Telegram group will have posts every once in a while that says, click here for IOST airdrop and things like that. Bots coming in. There's no IOST airdrop. Don't look for an IOST airdrop. The only way to get IOST rewards right now is to either engage in the official IOST bounty program or to go to the official voting portal at iost.bis.com. And if you're not sure about any of those, go to the iost.io website and follow official links to get to these official programs. Don't take people up on Telegram who say there's an airdrop. Go to this site. They're just trying to steal your stuff. They're trying to steal your information. They're trying to steal your tokens. There's even an unofficial IOST token announcements Telegram out there. It has 40,000 followers. You know, maybe a bunch of bots, but there's people joining this Telegram thinking it's iOS official announcements. And it's not. And they might drop some announcements for a while, but eventually they're going to start dropping scam links because that's how these people operate. Be very careful. Remember that everyone's out there to try to steal your money, except for us here at Leo Beer. <laughs> um, and like anything, do we need to give a financial, not financial advice disclosure? Probably. Yeah, we can. I'll do that at the beginning or we can do it right now. This is obviously not financial advice. Uh, nothing here should be misconstrued as investment advice right 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 we might not even be down at the trough yet we may not be there might be still ways to go so never invest more than you can afford to lose excellent so uh josh pete any uh any other sign off messages before we kind of wrap up episode one here yeah i'm super excited to be um 
starting up this note here, uh, working with both of you and helping the IOST community get off the ground here. Uh, Mainnet starting here on the 25th. It's a big deal. It's a big event. A lot of preparation has gone into this. And I think these blockchains are going to revolutionize the space. So super excited to be a part of this. I love technology. I was on the uh, ICO alert interview with Jimmy Zhang. Jimmy is just this enthusiastic guy. I'm sure you've seen a bunch of interviews with him. And uh, he's just really enthusiastic about the space. Go check it out if you haven't seen it. And ever since then, I've, I've kept my eye on IOST. And I think it's a great addition to this uh, selection of platforms we have. It promises to be scalable and yet more decentralized. Guys like us can start a node. Do you think we could start an EOS block producer? You know, do it <laughs> Probably not as easily, right? right? And, uh, and I mean, watchers, viewers out here could, could start a node. And I, I like that. Um, it's really the ethos, the, the spirit of blockchain to be as decentralized as possible. And that's what IOST is going for. Yeah, I love it. So for Josh Bryant, for Peter Kay, I'm Evan Schindler. This has been Inside IOST. We'll see you next week, folks.